0: to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Joan. Joan I met on the DuckStream charity event for Duckfeet.tv. It was a good time. She helped me through my dun- darkest dungeon stream, and we just had a really good time. So I asked her to be on the show because she has some ho- history with the Souls games. It's a great conversation. I think you'll really like it. Remember, if you want to come on the show yourself, send me an email. DGUSpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, and enjoy the episode. Why don't we start at the very beginning? What was your first Souls game that you ever played?
1: All right. So, my first Souls game was um Dark Souls 1 and I played it quite a bit after release. Um I had heard a little bit about the Dark Souls games for you know, a good um I didn't really follow all that stuff too much. Um, It wasn't until Bloodborne came out that I really started hearing a lot of Bloodborne coverage, and I started to feel kind of, like, jealous and kind of wanting to get into it, but feeling too intimidated. So that sort of sets a time frame for you. Okay. Um...
0: Did you pick it up yeah. at, at that point? Like, did you go out and buy a PS4 or did you already
1: have a PS4 or what? No, I, I started, I didn't have a PS4. I still don't. But for a little while I was living with my dad and he did. So I played Bloodborne then, but I started with Dark Souls 1 um, because I was trying to do, do things in order, but not Demon Souls, I guess. Anyway. Uh,
0: <laughs> I understand, totally understand. Don't worry about it.
1: Um, I had a friend who had been trying to get me to play for a little while and then I had Um, my boyfriend and another friend jump in around the same time just a little bit before me and I was still feeling like interested but intimidated because I didn't really play a lot of hard games at that point I was really just playing kind of easy stuff to chill out Um, so while I was interested I was intimidated it wasn't until my boyfriend um, determined to get me to play Dark Souls just went and installed it on my computer and like set up all the patches and all that stuff and then it like started to run the game, and it's like, okay, play this. And I'm like, okay, okay, I guess. (laughs)
0: Well, that was nice of him to, like, get everything, like, taken care of and patched up and, like, ready to go, and you could just hand you a controller and say, go for it.
1: (laughs) Right? Uh, Yes. So um, that's – I didn't actually start right then. Like, I went to the asylum and then stopped, and it wasn't until uh, later that I started to play some more, and I went to the skeleton graveyard, as everybody does. And uh, I actually – was like okay so this is where the real dark soul starts like real dark soul starts here graveyard uh so i just kind of beat my face against it until i was able to clear every single one of those skeletons wow uh, that's
0: no mean feat
1: <laughs> and i just was like this is this is what i've been hearing about this is the difficult game where i have to get good and uh so i just kind of did that and i went down into the catacombs and i very quickly realized that this is very 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 the wrong path as i get the first like catacombs level skeleton and so i started to look around and uh, i found the berg and i started going through and i was suffering from a lot of that like i don't know what to put points into so i'm not going to put points into anything and i so i wasn't leveling up because i didn't want to level my character wrong so i ended up losing like all of my souls through uh cap or not cap or taurus and uh it was around that time where I'm like, okay, 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 I need to like back off because uh I haven't leveled up at all and this is a bad <laughs> scene. And I've lost like all of the souls that you acquire up through Taurus Demon. So I actually like quit for that day and like started again with a new character and I like re rolled and um did a bunch of homework and research because uh I needed to get some direction in leveling up because it just wasn't, I wasn't taking the initiative on that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, the recommendation that I got was playing just like, just level up health and, uh, endurance, and you'll eventually get a lightning weapon and that, that'll be a good thing that this is what you should be building towards. And I'm like, okay, I don't really understand what Any you're doing, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go with that. And so I went through dark souls kind of like that. Um, the other thing that i found when i re-rolled was um i was originally playing the like stock warrior class that kind of medium rolled kind of medium armor long sword um when i re went through i did a pyromancer and the pyromancer is a fast roll and i never ever never looked back it was just fast <laughs> rolling the rest of the time
0: fast rolling in dark uh, souls 1 feels so good like just the like it, it's there's, i don't think the other games really match it except for maybe like bloodborne but like with the with the quick dash or quick step or whatever they call it but yeah that, that fast roll in dark souls one like once you get accustomed to it like i can barely even mid-roll i'm like wow this is slow and i know people that like wear heavy armor all the time in that game and i'm like how do you do this there's too much stuff you can't carry that much stuff around
1: yeah and i've gone back through and um subsequent playthroughs and played through on heavier armor and that was kind of an adjustment but uh yeah uh i'm always fast roll in all of these games my first run because the iframe dodging is just just makes sense to me
0: yeah that's a and like i was a i was a you know shield player for as everyone is i think when they first really start out excuse me um as everyone is when they first start out but like once you get used to just dodging and parrying like you just never go back like I, I never i don't think i've ever used a shield in dark souls 2 or 3 or bloodborne or obviously not bloodborne but like just never went back to, to using the shield <clears throat> and that's not like oh. a brag thing i'm not like being like get good or anything like that just yeah just once you get used to it it's kind of it's just a different play style
1: no I, I totally get you and i feel a lot of the same way and it's only when i like force myself to use a shield that i've done it like i went through playing um a dark souls one run as a strength character and i just put on absolutely every single heaviest piece of armor that i came across and that just kind of forced me to need to use a shield
0: so what were you um like you had obviously heard a lot about the games and like the the reputation of how hard they are and you're going to die over and over and over again and all that kind of stuff what um when you finally started playing did it did it live up to that hype or were you like well it's not quite like that it's it's just you know you just have to figure out what to do like where where were you at when you started playing
1: um So, uh, when I finally got myself going in the correct direction, going up to the berg, I was kind of, like, confused because everything seemed, like, not really all that bad. And, like, I didn't even, like, die to Taurus too many times. I think I took him out on my second or third try. Um, But it was just, like, sloppy stuff, dying to the Black Knight and whatnot that made me lose my souls to get me to restart. But um, I... For the most part, it was actually not quite as hard as I was expecting, and I kind of just sailed through a lot of it when I re-rolled and was putting all the points into the defensive stats. Like, I don't think I died to uh, any boss prior to Blighttown more than two or three times, and that's, like, great. Yeah, that's awesome. Capra. (laughs) <laughs> um but i heard a lot about blight town i heard so much about blight town and how awful it was that i did everything within my power to avoid going there so i went out and like cleared dark um including the you know sif and sif was like my real real first difficulty walk because at that point i was like kind of low level for sif mm-hmm. um and i probably fought sif like 15 or 20 times which is kind of embarrassing to me now because i'm pretty sure i could Feet stiff with my eyes closed and uh, arms tied behind my back. Mm-hmm. Um but you know
0: I mean you not- you got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Right.
1: And that was the first boss that like really like gave me trouble anyway um after i cleared absolutely every piece of content that i could possibly find prior to blight town i went and entered blight town through the other entrance that i found in um valley of the drakes mm-hmm. uh and so i didn't really have a blight town experience because i just kind of rode the elevator down found the bonfire killed the Quelag real quick and left
0: are you at this point like are you looking at wikis are you relying on your your boyfriend or your other friends to like tell Um, you what to go because it sounds like you're just like sailing through this game in a way that most people do not
1: (laughs) i I was looking for a lot a lot lot of advice from people um Mm -hmm. i did not hear from anyone or any wikis or anything to go through Blighttown backwards. I just heard enough about it that I was scared of it, so I didn't go through the normal way. Um, And I did look at a lot of, like, hey, if you're starting out at Dark Souls, here's some advice. You should go get this Firekeeper Soul in Yolanda Ruins, and you should go get this Drake Sword. So, uh, yeah, I I did find a lot of advice, and then obviously the build advice. Um, Yeah. But um, after kind of that Blighttown, I wasn't really looking for anything and at that point i had transitioned over to a bastard sword which was the weapon i ended up using the whole game because i understood that the drake sword's great early but uh levels off very fast
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh so i didn't fall into that trap
0: did you fall for any traps you're killing me over here
1: <laughs> yeah i know right um, i can talk about new Londo archers and how i just kind of rolled through them. Uh,
0: <laughs> You didn't have any problem with the Orlando archers either. Jeez, uh,
1: not the first time, but uh, on subsequent playthroughs, man, they they like kill me, and I don't understand how I got through that first time without any difficulty. Um, yeah, no, I I, I just kind of sailed through Dark Souls One. I got up to um, Orlando, uh, which was a surprise. It was really cool seeing through like all that stuff. Like it was really really neat getting somewhere like bright and shiny mm-hmm. uh and i'm um, approaching what i have gathered to be ornstein and Smo's boss room from my friends because um my boyfriend's first real wall in dark souls one was ornstein and Smo, and uh, i understood that they like really are run breakers for a lot of people okay uh and so Well, I haven't been having a lot of difficulties up until that point. I was absolutely scared, like, ah, very scared of that boss fight. I was, like, totally intimidated. I was not, like, I was expecting to have a bad time. So I go in, and I fight very, very, very defensively. Like, I really take my time. I probably am in that boss room that first time for about 10 or 15 minutes, just, like, really learning their move set and only striking when I knew that I would be okay. Mm -hmm. And I took the advice of my friends and um whittled down Ornstein first. And I ended up killing um Super Smo. Uh first attempt as human, no summons, just like whatever, ace the thing. It took forever, but I felt like so, so elated. That was like really the first time that I like felt super duper pumped and it was just like whatever man. This game's this game's nothing. Um, Artorias and Manus managed to ruin my day though. So I got mine in the end.
0: Well, at least, at least you had some trouble with this game that everybody says is the hardest game ever. <laughs> that makes me feel a little bit better for spending, you know, 60 hours getting to N Orlando for the first time. <laughs> uh, trust me,
1: I was slow about it. I was just really careful and deliberate, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I can, I can definitely see that. Um, did you kind of fall in love with the, the mechanics or the setting or like, what do you think was the, the hook that kept you going through the game?
1: Um, whew, that's a good question. Um, I actually had a lot of fun with the mechanics, um, which was really good. Um, I knew about item descriptions from friends telling me, but I was really more focused on survival in the beginning, so I didn't really pay a lot of attention to them. So while I maybe sound like I was breezing through stuff, it was still like stressful and mm-hmm. whatnot. So it just kind of focused on getting through it. Um, the one thing about the story that really like resonated with me or like worked for me was the whole way through the beginning, I'm like, there's no way that me ringing these bells is a good thing for the world. There's no way that this story doesn't end up with me being a force for entropy. And so I don't really want to ring these bells because I know that this only ends bad for everyone. That's the only way that this sort of like depressing story can go. Mm-hmm. Um, And as I saw more, and admittedly, I didn't really get the big picture, but as I saw more, um, I became more like, yeah, this this world isn't worth saving. And so I had... (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. I don't mean to laugh. I had heard about the... um, like two endings and so i totally just walked away and so it's funny how i went from i'm going to be a source of entropy i don't want to go through this to yes i need to tear this establishment down and leave. i need
0: to actively destroy this world that i'm in that i've been yes. living in for the last you know 60 to 80 hours
1: <laughs> yes and try to make something better right more darker i don't know whatever
0: yeah yeah I don't really, like, the endings of that game, it's it's so odd to have, like, the, you know, you, you either link the fires or you abandon the thing, and then, like, for there to be more games after that.
1: Yeah, right. Um, I actually, uh, moving into Dark Souls 2, right, um, it's sort of the explanation of, like, the world sort of being on the balance. And regardless of whether you light the flame or go into darkness, it, like, the world seems to pull closer to that sort of twilight dusk phase, like actually kind of worked for me when we were just talking in that sort of bit. And it sort of reconciled the two endings of dark souls one for me, where it's like, regardless of what you do, the world is going to push as hard as it can towards this balance bit. And I kind of, I kind of dug it. Um, And then yeah, dark souls three came around and Yeah. (laughs) well after like as
0: you're playing like through dark souls 1 and dark souls 2 are you actively seeking out like more lore stuff like are
1: you watching bodies videos are you
0: going on youtube to find all that kind of content or are you just kind of like i'm just um, i'm just playing the games and that's it
1: uh after dark souls 1 i went through and uh watched all that body stuff and Mm -hmm. it was really cool and i was really digging it and i was like yep uh Totally, totally making the right call walking out, even though I know that that's really contentious as more people link Cath to other events, but yeah. Um, and I wasn't, uh, I was waiting until I was done with each game before I started looking up body stuff. Sure. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: So did you, um, like, are you, like, are you kind of imitating builds and things that you see, or are you, like, playing the games over and over again, or did you just go straight from one directly into two?
1: so uh i after finishing one i pretty much went right into two i understood from other people on the internet that um first off that the game wasn't i I got a lot of that negative stuff to color my opinions going in so i wasn't having as good a time in two even though in the end i actually kind of feel good about that game um i don't like it as much as dark souls one but i actually quite like it i think it's sad that it got so maligned um But I also understood that magic was supposed to be very, very good. And this is admittedly in Scholar, where I understand it's been patched down quite a bit. Oh, yeah. uh, (laughs) uh, I went through and did a pure caster build, where I didn't ever have any weapon beyond my dagger the entire time. And I just used everything except for hexes very much, because I have too much of that, like, oh, no, I'm spending what I need to get stronger. I don't want to use these hexes for that.
0: Oh yeah, the, the hexes that actually use the souls—that yeah. those things really irk me for some reason. Like, I don't know why. Like, souls are meaningless in this games. Like, right? Like, it doesn't really matter if you lose them or whatever. And I, I don't get stressed out by like if I die and I don't get to cover, recover my souls or whatever. But something about those uh, resonant spells and actually using them that as like a ammunition for these hexes really bothered me. I never liked using them.
1: <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. So I mostly used a lot of. Uh, the sorcery is mixing in um, some pyromancies and uh, lightning throws when I needed to. But I went through that whole game. Uh, I actually had a very, very, very difficult time starting that out, um, as you might imagine, going so full caster. But eventually I kind of hit my stride with it. Uh, and I summoned like crazy in Dark Souls too. <laughs> I summoned every single NPC, which is different from dark souls one where i did not summon a single time in that entire run through of the game
0: the npcs in dark souls 2 are are so funny and interesting too like they you know they gesture gesture at you like my favorite uh one of my favorite npcs and like there's no story to the guy or anything but is uh, a guy you can summon in the oh it's not the forest it's the right before the skeleton lords that area purgatory yeah. or whatever I can't huntsman's remember. cops Huntsman Cops. thank you um yeah. there's a guy you can summon called bashful ray yeah and he's he's just a ninja dude and i've I've talked about him before but i love him so much i'm gonna talk about him again sorry <laughs> sorry sorry fellow listeners <laughs> um but he just he just runs around and like kills everything and then spends all of his time like scoping out the, the landscape with his binoculars like that's the coolest shit ever like why are, yeah. why does he do that <laughs> why is he bashful <laughs>
1: Yes, I'm absolutely thrilled that I got to experience this version of the game. And I get to see all these NPCs that have all this fun coding, and it's great.
0: It's funny that you mentioned uh, that you went through as a caster with a dagger, because that is literally my first Dark Souls 2 build. Like, when the game came out, like I was like, I'm definitely going in as a caster, because I like magic. And I really liked daggers, and man, like, it was really weird hearing people say, like, oh man, there's lions in the... I can't remember any areas right now. Um, Those there's, there's lion dudes are really really hard, and I was like, I can just kill them in one backstab. What are you guys doing? But apparently, they actually are tough if you don't try to backstab them with a you know a, a weapon with a high crit modifier. So yep, who knew? Yep,
1: yeah, I totally got that because I had the same experience. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> admittedly, without all the community around it, but yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Did you um like? I didn't I meant to ask this for Dark Souls one, but in um it didn't sound like you messed around really with the multiplayer at all. and Dark Souls two, did you get into the, any of the PvP stuff?
1: Uh in Dark Souls one I mostly got invaded, panicked, and died. Um okay. <laughs> <laughs> in Dark Souls two, um, I was beginning to step out of that a little bit where I could kind of hold my own a little bit where it's like maybe one in five invasions I would not die. Um but I never really invaded anyone or did any PvP into Dark Souls 2. But um, on subsequent playthroughs, more recently, like after I played through all the games, I actually pretty much always camp out in um, Belfry Luna in PvP for a while. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I do respectably. Nice.
0: I really like those uh, Bell Covenants. Like, that was some of the most fun I've had in PvP. Just, like, everyone getting summoned in and everybody's in, in me to everybody. And, like, it's just it's just so much fun. there's arenas especially luna is so cool like with the different tiers and you can drop through them like it's it's just a lot of fun to play through
1: yeah yes um most of the i mean at this point the there aren't that many people around that you get these big mad combats but um it's pretty easy to get at least one-on-one maybe two-on-one without too much time so Mm -hmm. it's still you know there's still stuff going on it's fun yeah yeah it's not as busy as it was but um I'm
0: I'm very surprised that like, there's still that people still play these games over and over again. Like there's still populations with them. The last right. time I went and played Demon Souls, like people were still like, I was getting summoned for it to be the boss and three, two or whatever. So like that stuff is just so cool to me.
1: But yeah, I'm um, going through dark souls two. I was actually reading item descriptions now and I was just not putting together much of a bigger picture outside of, um, well, really much of any, um, And at this point, I actually started listening through um, Bonfireside chat as I was replaying games. Um, So actually getting their, like, insight into, uh, like, the bigger picture of Dark Souls 2 really put it into perspective for me. And so after playing through that game, well, at this point, playing through both games two or three times, uh, that's when I got access to a um, PlayStation 4. Uh, and this is almost exactly the same time that Dark Souls Three is coming out. Mm-hmm. Like I maybe had the PS4 like a month before Dark Souls Three came out, so I kind of rushed through all of that game. But uh, Bloodborne, Bloodborne, man, I really, really, really connected with that game in a big bad way. Uh, right? So I, I, I'd already said that I'm a fast, roly kind of character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really use a shield all that much, so that totally clicked for me uh and i have read more than a little bit of lovecraft so going in i had not been spoiled on it at least not in a way that i could have said like going in i'm maybe it heard something but not put it onto anything since i didn't know anything about the game really i just kind of heard people talking chittering about it
0: it was just another but uh I- souls game or, or whatever
1: Yes, that's kind of what I was go- thinking going in. Uh but I found that first madman's knowledge and I read the item description and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be Lovecraft. Got it. Tell Let's go.
0: <laughs> Instantaneously. I like when people hear that uh because like for me it, I didn't I, I wasn't much of a Lovecraft fan. Um but like I not I shouldn't say that, like I just not read a lot of his books. Like I was aware of him culturally and all the, you know, Cthulhu stuff, but never actually took the time to read it. And so like for me. I just kind of assumed everything was just a monster game. Like I was waiting for mummies to show up at some point until like you kill Rom and all of a sudden shit gets real. (laughs) That was for me. I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I, (laughs) I, totally saw it coming like and i was totally attuned to that and i actually was pouring over every item description as i was going and when i walk into the grand cathedral to fight amelia i did notice all those Amigdala statues and i'm like okay yep adds up this is the direction we're going <laughs>
0: as a lovecraft man you must have been like, like super enthusiastic about that
1: uh I, I i loved it like man the mechanics of the game i adore it totally works for me the story of the game i totally adore and i absolutely was pouring over everything that i could find um and when i beat the game and was trying to like put the pieces together i was like soaking up everything that i could every video i ran (laughs) read through that entire red grave thing like that whole thing i read all of it yeah um i i was totally immersed and totally digging it that's awesome (laughs) Uh, And at that point i'd kind of you know, started feeling all right about Dark Souls 2 and I started to play Dark Souls 3 and oh my goodness, it felt like going from a warm shower into like a cold bath just in an instant like I, I hmm I do not like the direction they took the Dark Souls story I feel like it's so revisionist to everything they were doing in Dark Souls 2, I did not care for like hey, we're just going to retread Dark Souls 1 again and it seems like we traveled all these thousands of years between one and two but one and three is only like
0: six minutes apart yeah (laughs) Yeah, it seems like it just happened yesterday well before we move on to bloodborne i have to ask the question that um the most important question of don't give up skeleton ever ask which is um chalice dungeons yay or nay
1: um i went through the chalice dungeons to see that boss and i didn't hate them that much. I got caught up against like Watchdogs of the Old Lord like really, really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um and I was not having a fun time with that particular boss fight, but uh I I was alright with it. Um Okay. So I, you're
0: did you ever do any of the uh custom ones, any of the root chalices?
1: Uh nope. And I would kind of like to. Um but, you know, as I said, I was playing through all these in such a compressed time that I didn't really have the like, hey, I need to like chill and wait yeah. forever. But yes, so I, I guess just to just to, to
0: jump back real quick, you started around the time you said that Bloodborne came out. So like you've played through all of these games in like a year and a half. Am I, am I is my math right on that?
1: Yeah, something like that. Wow,
0: that's uh, a lot of Souls content in like that small amount of time. <laughs> are you yeah. sick of the games yet? Like, are you just tired of all of so, them basically?
1: Uh, you talk frequently about soulsitis um pretty Mm -hmm. much since i've started dark souls one time that i play anything else i'm like why am i not just playing dark souls
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh, yeah there's no cure for that disease either by the way it just either you just start learning to ignore the symptoms or you're just miserable
1: for the rest of your life
0: or you just play more dark souls than is probably healthy for a normal person so yeah. good luck with that
1: <laughs> start recording podcasts doing something to get that outlet
0: yeah that's yeah welcome to my life <laughs> that's exact oh I, I need, my wife is tired of hearing me talk about dark souls at the dinner table I guess i need to talk to total strangers about it for you know four hours a week or whatever
1: Gotta <laughs> yeah, i getcha
0: did um yes so you, you can like consumed all that stuff with Bloodborne. Did you just do the one playthrough or did you go through a, again? I'm kind of curious about um, what build path you chose and, and Bloodborne.
1: I only played through the game fully once because by the time I was done, it was Blood, uh, Dark Souls three time. But um, I went through again a second time, about one and a half times before I moved out. So okay. I don't have access to a PlayStation 4 anymore. But yeah, What was
0: your, uh, what was your first build?
1: um i wanted to do something different because i was playing bloodborne um side by side with my boyfriend and he was going strength so i went with the threaded cane um and i did manage to find the spear which i did a little bit better with um and well i wasn't looking up builds um, or that much in the way of spoilers um, since my boyfriend and I were bouncing off one another we did look up the weapon list and I was like I want to go for um, Blades of Mercy so I looked up how to get those and oh, so I man. got those <laughs> as soon as I possibly could. So
0: That's such a nightmare Blades of a weapon of to get like unless you just kill Eileen right at the beginning of the game like following her quest along is just, is just miserable.
1: Yeah no I followed her quest along. Um, that's one of the things I did spoil for myself in that game because I wanted the dual daggers.
0: I don't know, I, I can't imagine anybody getting her quest without um, spoilers, like, without reading a guide or something. I just, like, I missed, my first playthrough of Bloodborne, I missed almost every single NPC in the game. Like, I didn't have anybody in my little cathedral ward hang out. Um, I think maybe the old lady, but I don't, maybe not even her. Like, I had nobody. I just missed everybody. Like The, the quests in that game are, like, opaque as hell.
1: Yeah. Uh, it. One one benefit that I did have from playing this game side-by-side side with somebody else is I actually keyed in on the fact that Yosefka's um, voice actress changed. Oh, really? Cool.
0: So I I th- wasn't that went over my head. <laughs>
1: so, so you kind of yeah, knew I to, like, it.
0: to ex- expect something.
1: Yeah, I imagine that uh, it would be really, really, really easy to miss. But like in the course of one afternoon, hearing both voice samples, I, I got it
0: nice very good that's 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 one of those like things that i read after i played bloodborne where i was like how did i miss this <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a totally different person talking how did you not but of course you know you spend so you spend so much time between like hearing that person talk and then when they switch like you just maybe just assumed like oh this is how their voice is now like it, like you yeah. said unless you had the direct side-by-side comparison it's easy to, it's easy to, to, to miss
1: yeah, and so much of your first playthrough of, some of these games is just, like, trying to, like, survive and muddle through it, right? So I, I would never blame anyone for missing that. I mean, it seems, re- like, actually kind of hard to hit upon, but... Yeah. Like Soul's most like most here, of the
0: secret stuff in that game. It's just, like, almost impossible. <clears throat> did you, uh... have I guess you haven't played... Did you have a chance to play through the, the old Hunters when you were had access to your PS4? Oh,
1: yes, yes, because it was out at the time, so nice. I played through that, and... uh I would say Bloodborne gave me more trouble than the other Dark Souls games um, in terms of, like, boss grinding. But really, really... um, Ludwig, Lady Maria, and um, Orphan of Koss, all of them. I probably fought all of them at least 10 times. I think Maria and Koss more, like, (laughs) 25-ish. And i love both of those fights to pieces um i don't even care that i like got brutalized so bad from them lady maria is my favorite boss fight in the franchise and i just want to fight that again i want my playstation 4 so i can fight maria and that's it yeah i want
0: to um i want to like have a save like that i can just like load like just copy to my ps4 every time i get ready that i can just like load up and fight later maria on my own (laughs) Like I need to arrange that. I, I so much I so wish that these games had bonfire aesthetics because I don't really get into the new game plus stuff very much and summoning against Lady Maria is kind of a like she she's so easy with two people or especially with three people. Like it's just it's just simple to, to kill her. So like getting that one on one experience though is just it's a pain in the ass to get all the way to her just for that one boss fight.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I I get ya. Just gotta have that discipline of um, fighting her up to a sliver of her health and saying that you won and letting her kill you so you can fight her again.
0: <laughs> just let her.
1: Just let her. Really... <laughs> oh, there's a
0: there's a there's a, a friend of mine that listens to this show that um, she's going to love that a lot because she's always talking about how much she wants Lady Maria to kill her. So <laughs> 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 that's gonna be really funny. Uh, that's good. <clears throat> So, um, you finished up with Bloodborne and then you went right into Dark Souls 3. And so let's, let's yes. get into some kind of nitty gritty on Dark Souls 3 because, okay. uh, just your, your, your intro of a few minutes ago made it seem like you kind of don't like that game or at least don't like the story bits of that game.
1: Right. So, um, when I started Dark Souls 3, I was like, okay, I'm going to play like actually like super light dex character for this one. Um, so I went and picked, uh, who, whichever starting class starts with a dagger and a bow. Um. And that was a mistake. The game's opening was really, really hard with that dagger. Um, I probably died to Gundeer twice, which felt bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had an insanely difficult time through Highwall of Lothric. Like, I was like, I don't understand how this game's berg is this difficult. I don't understand, like, what's going on. I've played through all these other games, and it's been, like, chill. But this one is, like... Really, really hard out the gate. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, uh, I, um, just, just, just to say, like, me and you are apparently twinsies when it comes to starting these games because I did, <laughs> I started with a dagger as well, um, thinking I could kind of redo my, uh, Dark Souls 2 build of like, I'm going to be a caster and use this dagger. And, like, that was just the most miserable fucking experience I've ever had. I, uh, I've, I managed to finish the game with it, but I restarted with a strength build that starts with, like, a big ass axe. And, like, walked through the game <laughs> like the difficulty was it was like it was so easy compared to like that little bitty dagger thing it was just painful like it didn't seem backstab like backstabs did as much damage as they ever have and like getting the backstabs was a lot harder and yeah it was just oh man in the boss fights like trying to kill the uh cursed greatwood with a dagger kill me now <laughs> like it just doesn't. it doesn't work
1: <laughs> you know how you said twinsies because when i re-rolled for that game i chose the big ass one with the ass <laughs> <laughs> and yep yeah, um it made waltzing through that easier um i probably switched out around the time of Vort, so i didn't even try to use the dagger on the Chris rot great wood but ugh, it sounds awful it sounds miserable
0: yeah i i would get like i would drop my sign down because I, would, I went in by myself a few times and then like got nowhere with that fight because i didn't quite understand what was happening during all of it but you know drop my summon down to try to help somebody else and uh yeah like what is happening? <laughs> like getting summoned in that fight, and I was a caster too. So like getting summoned in that fight with one health and one um, ash estus, <laughs> like, and then that's it because it you know halves your estus, which are already halved for magic stuff. Man, that was a that was a misery. I mean, the the game is fun. Like mechanically, the game is fun. But like starting with the dagger and a caster is not recommended at all.
1: Yes, yes. And so that put a bad taste in my mouth from the get go. Um, I, when I switched around, I started to um I ran around in the mirror set armor and uh, was using both a claymore and a great club. So I totally abandoned the Dex thing. Um, and I didn't have that bad a time. I actually kind of enjoyed the game pretty good mechanically. Uh, that first run after my initial bits of problems, but I really didn't like where they were going with the story. And I really didn't much care for how it mostly just seemed to be um, kissing Dark Souls one's ass without doing anything on its own. And so kind of by the end, I wasn't reading item descriptions anymore. I'd just given up and didn't think that the game was doing anything of its own. Um, so I wasn't paying attention to story at all. So I have read since then all the like Gertrude stuff, the Profane Flame stuff, and I still don't really care for it, but I really didn't think the game was doing anything on its own, so I kind of was really down on it. And then when I started to play through a second time, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be heavy armor, I'm going to be poised, this is how I'm going to do this this time, and I realized poise was off, and that like spoiled the game so bad for me mechanically, too, that I was just like, I, I, worst game ever. <laughs> least favorite Dark Souls.
0: <laughs> so, did you, have you not played it again after that first, first couple of playthroughs? You were kind of done with it after that?
1: uh Yeah, I kind of started shifting back and I played through Dark Souls 1 and 2 some more. um
0: Did you play through the DLC for Dark Souls 3?
1: I have not gotten through Ashes of Arandel yet. I have not bought it. I was planning on just buying it and the second one and playing through both at the same time, especially since I've heard so much cool reception on yeah. Ashes. Yeah, I mean it's
0: it's arguably the worst DLC they've put out, but like that's like it's still it's still pretty good. <laughs> like being the worst yeah. doesn't necessarily make you bad. Like just ask anybody that listens to this podcast about me. But um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's definitely not their finest work. Did you ever go back to demons? If you and if you said that, I'm already. Yes. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't, didn't
1: quite catch it. If you did, no, I glazed, glossed over that. I think I, ooh, I skipped back to demons um, after I finished Dark Souls two, but before I had access to Bloodborne, mm-hmm. and I played through most of that game. I figured that I was just going to go through it once, and that I kind of had gotten uh, spoiled on a lot of the bigger meta techs, so I wasn't going. You know, worrying about being too blind on it. Um, so I was just kind of looking for an interesting build. And I saw that uh, Blue Blood sword luck build. And I'm like, sure, let's go for that. Nice. Um, the
0: build that it requires you. Doesn't it require you to finish the game to, in order to make that sword? Is that right?
1: No, you have to get um, Maiden Estrella's Soul and, and have beaten Flame Lurker. So oh, okay. that's kind of a lot of it. But yeah. Um. And then I pretty much cleared uh, every area except for man eaters, and I just died two or three times to man eaters, and kind of bounced and never went back. And it wasn't until after I finished Dark Souls three that I went back through. I started again from scratch and played all the way through demons. It's really interesting.
0: Where is it on your kind of pantheon of Souls games? Is that is that one that you think you'll go back to one day?
1: Um, I think that I probably will. It feels stodgier to me than all of the other ones, but. Um. so i probably would put it in between dark souls three and two for me okay. uh, but it does a lot of really really interesting things and that's one of the things that i've been trying to convince all of my souls playing friends to go back and try it is well the game feels um a little bit less tight um it does enough weird stuff that it's totally worth going through at least once
0: yeah, I like the, despite the fact that it's weird and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, like all of the character tendency and world tendency stuff is really interesting to me just yes, from, a, yes. from, a, from a game design perspective of just like, here's this basically unknowable thing that can drastically affect your playthrough. Like it can make it harder or it can make it easier. It can open up paths, but like you can barely define what it is. Like somebody asked me the other day to explain world tendency. And I just had to look at him and go like, no, <laughs> like <laughs> it's just, sometimes you get good and sometimes you get bad. Like that's the, t- that, I, that's about all I know. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's fun stuff. So you really like, was that the kind of stuff you were talking about? Like with the interesting ideas or was there more?
1: Well, uh i mean th- that that is certainly a big part of it but just like how every boss has some sort of weird gimmick to it is a big part too so like even like the more straightforward bosses like um whichever one's the trash monster that covers you with flies and they're all the torches around mm-hmm. it's just kind of an interesting and different little idea um
0: I, uh, someone on twitter the other day was talking about how uh demon souls name boss names make him feel like really comfortable and like like and he kind of thought like dirty colossus like that's just a weird name for for a boss name <laughs> i like that demon souls is so weird and great like i i, I really they desperately need to push that to the to the ps4 at some point
1: yeah or pc i would do pc that would be good for me
0: I don't think that there's probably going to happen. Although, like, if they put put it on PS4, then you can, I guess you can stream games from your PS4 to your PC now. And that's like having it on PC, right? (laughs) You still need a PS4, though. Yeah, I still need a PS4. (laughs) I um always ask people when we start talking about Demon Souls, like if if they ever do a remaster, would you want them to like clean it up or like iron out those lines? Or and I, it kind of sounds like you would want to keep all of it in, like if, even if it's weird and kind of bad how it's implemented. Like I like having all of that stuff; in, it would be just good to me. Like I want to, I want the exact game. I don't want them to clean it up at all.
1: Uh, I uh, mechanically, I would want them to keep it exactly the same. Um, mm-hmm. if they like manage to up res it any, like I'd be cool with that. But the game still looks really quality considering how old it is and how Mm -hmm. quickly games stop looking good at this point
0: yeah there's some ps3 games that look rough nowadays but demon Souls. i think it's just the 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 art style right like just the yeah and like you know you go through something like latria or the uh, shrine of storms and it's just it's just metal. Like, it's just like Gary talks about it all the time of like, I want to paint this on the side of a van and drive it around town. Like, it's exactly that. Like just flying stingrays in the sky. Like that's just too fucking cool.
1: Yes. It's it's so cool.
0: (laughs) Um, You mentioned bonfire side chat that, the games kind of mm-hmm. got you into listening to bonfire side chat and then um you and i met via the Duckfeed slack like has demon souls kind of opened those doors for you like or was that just like you kind of wanted to get into the internet space or like did you have places on the internet you were hanging out with before
1: um so even before i started playing any of the dark souls i actually was listening to watch out for fireballs at a friend's suggestion okay so i kind of knew about Duckfeed at least before that um but i don't haven't really interacted with the internet at large very much until kind of recently and i've kind of been trying to push myself to do that but yeah cool mostly just lurk
0: (laughs) yeah that's that was me for a long time and then all of a sudden i'm releasing eight podcasts a week so (laughs) right it's weird how stuff how life works it really is thank you dark souls for totally changing my life that's a super weird thing to say
1: (laughs) yes right it's 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 really great it's really great And I've been playing a lot harder games in general. Like, um, I know I've been chatting with you about Darkest Dungeon. I probably wouldn't have played that if I hadn't played Dark Souls first.
0: Yeah, like, Dark Souls definitely did the thing to me where, um, because I I was never much of a person that craved difficulty in games. Like, I just kind of want to play games to have fun. Like, and I I, I get that, like, for a lot of people, the difficulty is the fun. Like, it's overcoming that challenge. But I just, that never really worked for me. But Dark Souls is, like, the reputation that that game is, has... Now, when I hear other people like, "Oh, this game is impossible," I'm like, "Well, I'll, I'll try it. Like, I'm pretty good at damn it, dark, dark Souls. Like, this can't be that bad, right?" <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like yeah. a shitty BuzzFeed article, is what I'm saying. That's what I am.
1: <laughs> no, I, I totally like get you on every single one of those points.
0: Well, with um from software saying that you know this is a last Souls game in the series, uh, do you have any kind of like idea of where you would want to see them go? Like, what kind of game that they could make next? Like, do you think about that so- stuff at all?
1: <laughs> I know this one isn't going to happen because of IP stuff and it would ultimately be kind of limiting to them. But the one that sounds like it would be really, really, really super neat to me is if they did, um, dark souls, dark sun. I don't know if you're familiar with that D and D campaign setting, but it's kind <laughs> of a bleak, a post-apocalyptic, um, world where, you know, society has fallen apart and there's just these few cities ruled by these like mage Kings, and you go on dungeon adventures to go get a few liters of water and a rusty dagger but you know that's an upgrade on your bone that you were just whacking stuff with <laughs> yeah,
0: your bone spur that you found on the ground yes.
1: <laughs> yes um and that sort of like just really bleak bereft of hope setting um seems like it could fit really well in that um with the oh, what is already going on in dark souls um and i wouldn't necessarily want it to be called dark souls but you know just using that sort of structure to do a game in that sort of setting seems like it would work well for me get some nice um of that like middle eastern music going on during a boss fight you have some you have something really cool going on there
0: i would love for them to dig into like some some more middle eastern stuff like i think that would be uh really really cool ali was on the show a while back and um just his perspective on that thing from someone that lives in the middle east was really super interesting i would love to see them like kind of embrace more of that that architecture and that you know that the I don't want to say lore because it's actually real, but, like, the, the mythology of that stuff. So, <clears throat> I think it could be really, really interesting.
1: Yes, I totally agree. And desert levels are the best anyway, so we'll make desert Dark Souls. So it'll be the best Dark Souls.
0: Desert Dark Have they done it? They haven't really done a desert level. I guess Surround of Storms is probably the closest, right? Like, there's no straight-up, like, walking through some sand levels, is there?
1: Nope, not that I can
0: think of. Man, that seems like a miss. And there's also no underwater level. What's what the heck?
1: Shrine of Amana is the worst level in all of this franchise. I don't need any more water in my souls.
0: I'm just trying to picture like swimming mechanics in a in a Souls game. It just sounds like <laughs> the fucking worst, right? Like it couldn't. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds so bad.
1: So, Swim... you're managing like a stamina bar and a breath bar?
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, swimming mechanics in a third person game are usually like, I, I don't, I can't remember a single game that I played where I was like, wow, this is, I'm really having a good time swimming. Like, even that game, um, Abzu, that came out, which is like 99% swimming, I was like, yeah, this is okay, but I'm still just swimming around here. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fun stuff. Game looked pretty. It did. It looked very pretty. Yeah, I, did, I didn't. I didn't play a lot of it. Yeah. Well, Joan, thank you very much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, um, you and I met relatively recently on Slack, and um, as, as most people listen to the show, like that's pretty much my. <laughs> I'm just stealing all of Duckfeet's Slack people so that to come on my podcast so I can you know right. give give them a space. Uh, but thank you again for agreeing to be on the show and for coming on. This has been an absolute delight. Can um, yes, thank, you mentioned that you don't really you for have. Having me. Much of an internet presence. Do you like have a Twitter or anything that you wanna you want to throw in at the end?
1: Um, I don't even do Twitter at all, so I'm so reclusive. Um, most <laughs> of the time um, you can find me uh, if you look for a Rent Twitch, um, you could probably find me. I definitely am Rent Twitch on Slack and on Steam. Um, <sighs> You know, if I was really trying to reach out to people, I would have seen if I could get that one on Gmail. Let's see if I can make that happen.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you again for coming on the show. I I really, really appreciate it.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. It's been uh like you said, a delight. It was great.
0: I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast on Twitter at DGUS Podcast. You can also find this podcast on um, like Facebook and Tumblr. There's an Instagram account where I post uh, previews of the episodes. So if you have a shortest attention span like me and can only handle 60-second podcasts, that's your place to go for that. Thank you, everyone, for the support. Uh, remember, if you want to come on the show, just send me an email, dguspodcast at gmail.com, or send me a DM on Twitter or just tweet at me or whatever. Hit me up in Slack. It doesn't really matter if you want to be on the show. I'll put you on the list. I'll get you on the show. As always, thanks for listening, and remember... Don't give up, Skeleton. And we're
1: good. Alrighty. Thank you, thank you. Let me see if I can actually get this email address. And I, <laughs> I always get Wrenchwitch on everything. So-